Amarosa, how are you today? Good morning, Arrow. I feel like I spoke with you before. Yes, you have. We have been we have <laughs> connected many times. Yes, we have. And I've always been inspired by your inner strength and feel like you should be on some motivational tour to get people growing in their life. Well, I'm I'm motivating people by being bad. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace your inner villain arrow. Oh my God. I'll tell you, when I first heard about House of Villains and E-Series, I'll, I'll tell you what I thought. Could I sit in a room with 10 other radio people with big egos? And I went, no. And it's like, how do you, how do you do it? Um, you know, I wrote the book on villainy. So <laughs> I'm now just teaching master classes at this point in my career. <laughs> yeah, but somewhere inside you, because I hear your laughter, I hear the tone of your voice. You've got a nice, beautiful heart inside your body. How is it that you're able to pull off this villain? Well, the truth of the matter is, I think at this point in my career, after 20 years on TV, People know that I like to entertain them, um, and hopefully they understand that this game show is exactly that. There's 10 of us, and once nine of us are sent home, that's the end of this amazing journey. But I don't bring that home. You know what I mean? I, I do my best to connect with the viewers and to entertain them, but it's not sustainable on a day-to-day life. You know, I I have a whole different life um, outside of Hollywood, and... I am very fortunate. I'm very, very blessed to continue to be able to do this and to have the fans connect with me in the way that they have over the last two decades. Now, you've got to bring your A-game to this because this is about outsmarting, out-manipulating, and out-scheming other people for that big $200,000. I mean, you said it. It's a game. And that, that to me, is what attracted me to it is because it's like, oh, really? I like emotional connections like this. Yeah, but, you know, I'm the one that keeps people up at night on the show. (laughs) I'm on the show sleeping good. They're up trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. But um, it was it's great to see the younger generation of reality TV personalities coming up. I will confess to you that I'm approaching my 50th birthday. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, in February. So I, I'm just very reflective, I guess, at this point of where I started, which was, of course, um, 0304 with the first season of The Apprentice. And I've had a chance to go around the world wow. and participate in this phenomenal genre called reality. Yeah. And, and reality is that one thing that I remember back in the 80s when they were saying that these reality shows were going to come into play. And I kept going, I don't understand why this would even be an, an attraction, but it is. I mean, it's it's just amazing how you have become such a major part of our life. <laughs> well, it's like it's like modern day soaps, soap, soap operas. It I don't is. know if you watched all yep. soap operas in the back in the day. I used to love Young and the Restless and As the World Turns, and you tuned in every single week to see what they were going to do. Reality TV does the same thing, you know. Last week, I might have been scheming and, you know, uh, backstabbing. This week, I might be eliminating someone Mm -hmm. or it might be me going home. You never know what's going to happen. And because of that, it gives people a chance to just escape a little bit from their day-to-day life and live this adventure with us. So here's the thing. When when it comes to this show, I mean, you can't reach out to to an outside source, can you? This has got to be something that you've got to either build up your allies inside this this group of 10 people or or go like an introvert and do it all yourself. Yeah, but within the first five minutes of walking in the House of Villains, I immediately start to Hmm. try to form alliances. 
<laughs> I didn't waste any time at all because you can't go at it alone on these shows. That's the one thing I learned from the first season of The Apprentice when I tried to do it all by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have to formulate relationships and bonds if you want to make it to the end. And I truly intend to make it to the end. So what is your greatest strength? Is it your vocal tones because you've got a very strong voice or is it your eyes? Which one is the one that can really win someone over? Well, I think it's actually my brain, you know, I think it's knowing when to show vulnerability. I think it's knowing when to show how tough I am. I think it's also knowing when to be loud and also when to shut the heck up. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have kind of learned to read the situation. I also don't overplay, um, in past uh, shows like Big Brother. I loved Big Brother, but I feel like I overplayed the show a bit. You know, I was so concerned about who was scheming and who was going behind my back and who was forming alliances. On this show, I just let what happened happened. You know, and and I knew that no matter what they threw my way, I was equipped. You know, I'm so glad you said it that way because I, I, I'm a true believer that people will write a story before it actually happens. And if you're worried about what the other person <laughs> is doing, you're writing a story that isn't there. That's right. It's so true. And I've done that so many times to my own detriment. Uh, but I play a very different game on the House of Villains. I'm like the elder stateswoman mm-hmm. on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's a good position to be in because, I mean, you, you've got so much experience underneath your belt that it's like, it's like, OK, I've, I've been here before. Um, I know what you're going to do, but I'm going to sit back and we're, we're going to let this thing play out. Yeah, and it, it works well for me. And I hope that everyone will tune in to watch all the ups and downs, the adventures. There's lots of tears. Not by me. I'm I'm not really a big crier, but I do make a couple people cry. <laughs> but it's, it's also really, really fun, you know? When you have those moments where you make someone cry, isn't it the texture of your voice that does that? Because I, th- I think sometimes the softer I go, the more I can get inside someone else's thinking process. Well, we're going into our third episode. The first episode I did make Corinne cry by simply telling her to Google me. So I don't know what that was. I think that was a little dramatic. I think that was a little bit of dramatics on behalf of Miss Corinne, to be honest with you. I don't try to do that. I really try to um, find people's vulnerabilities. You know, what what is, what is their fears? What are they afraid of? And that's kind of what I try to exploit. But this is such a fun game show because we don't have to pretend like we like each other. Right. You know, how did you handle that situation that when you said someone, to, you know, you know, just Google me, because I've been in that position where you just get so tired of explaining who you are, what you are, why you're doing it. And, and I've said that I've said, just Google me. Go, go find out for yourself who I am. Well, the fun thing is that they wanted us to tell the audience what show made us these iconic villains and i've had such a long wonderful career that if i started listing all the shows of course starting with the apprentice (laughs) Apprentice, surreal life fear factor big brother girls behaving badly we would have been in that intro for about 45 minutes and i found it just to be more effective to tell her to use the internet to educate herself a little bit and just kind of google me yeah how do you keep your anger under control because i I use meditation. I also use daily writing in a journal just so I, I am in tune with the me, myself and I. Um, 
I try not to get angry. I try to get even. So it's, (laughs) I try not to react. I try to respond. That helps me. Um, I'm never reacting to what somebody's doing. I try to think about what the response will be, Mm -hmm. what the impact will be on my game going forward and whether it's worth it, you know? So in, in a, in a really nice way, you just said, I'm a solutions person. I locate solutions. (laughs) Is that true? Well, sometimes I just also like to entertain myself. Sometimes I'm, I push people's buttons just to be, you know, entertained. I'm sorry to admit that, but some of these folks are so tightly wound up that it's easy to get, you know, get them going. But I also know that people are sitting at home going, what is Omarosa going to do next? And some of the stuff that I did was just downright entertaining. Okay, I came from a family of eight kids. You had to have come from a big family to be this way because that 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 right there, that's what you used to do with your brothers and sisters. Oh, yes. You know, I'm the youngest of four. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am the young brat of the family. I have 62 first cousins, so I was never alone. I always had playmates and we grew up in a small, you know, small town, Youngstown. And we just always used to find ways to kind of pull practical jokes on one another or or to, you know, pull the chair from each other or make somebody laugh. I did grow up in a family where, you know, fun little antics was the way we entertain ourselves. And and so in that way, I'm a natural entertainer. What do you do out in in nature? Now, because you seem to be also very, you know, universal in the way that you let that energy flow through you. You agree that it's that it's stream thinking and and that 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 then you bring yourself forward with this amazing energy. Yeah, but arrows in my real life, <laughs> it's not that entertaining. I've been in, I've been in uh, real estate for 20 years. I now work with a very successful real estate developer and we build, you know, federal government buildings. It's not that interesting. <laughs> it's not as entertaining as reality TV. Yeah, but it's the power of conversation. <laughs> you, you just inspired the hell out of me by, by saying that because now I understand your sales line. Yeah, it's it's really it's really fun and I I really love the work that I get to do. So the on your downtime, are you are you planning the next show? Because I mean, I mean you are like I said, you're you're such a part of our lives. It's almost like, you know, growing up with the Brady Bunch. We have grown up with you. Oh my goodness, let me tell you something. These producers are coming up with new and fun ways to kind of, you know, push the envelope. And I have a wonderful agency that I work with, APA. And just last week, they're pitching something and I'm going, I don't know about that one. But some of them I'm very interested in. And so, you know, I I take every single opportunity to find a way to connect with viewers. So some of the things that are coming up for me, I think people will go, I never imagined her doing that, you know, jumping off of walls, climbing mountains, jumping out of helicopters, that kind of thing. So I'm looking to do more physical a reality shows that'll challenge me in different ways and excite the viewers. You're very good at what I call the Omarosa-ism. That means that the way that you flash a look, something that you say in the fewest amount of words, and then I'll hear it in the real world going, I know exactly where you picked that up from. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't, when I say things, I don't expect that they're going to stay with me forever. There's one line that I said on The Apprentice era that has stayed with me for a very long time. And that was the line that said, I didn't come here to make 
friends. <laughs> and I hear that so often in reality TV that it's just kind of cringy. I also said a line, they're like, oh, what do you eat for breakfast? And I said, oh, I eat my competitors for breakfast, you know, my competition for breakfast. You know, there are lines that I said back then, you know, again, when I was just a young uh, entertainer starting out that I hear now and I'm going, oh my gosh, what was I thinking when I said that? Omarosa, when you said that line on The Apprentice, I swear to God that I made it a part of my mantra because when I go to, to my essential job now and people go, why why can't you work better with us? I said, I'm not paid to like you. I'm paid to sit here and do do a business and make this business greater than what it was yesterday. But the truth of the matter is you find people who come to these workplaces and these these jobs and they're looking only to make friends they're yeah. only there for a social aspect and i what i didn't come to the apprentice at that time to make friends i was fresh out of grad school i had a whole bunch of student loan debt i was taking care of my family i really wanted to win that money it was really important to me and i didn't want personal friend uh relationships and feelings to get in the way of me accomplishing that goal. And so I wasn't saying that to be mean per se. I just wanted to keep my eye on the prize and the main thing, the main thing. Wow. Well, congratulations on House of Villains. I'm so proud of you for continuing to grow the way that you are because you are setting the standard for all people to have a voice and do something about it. Oh, thank you so much. It's always great talking with you. I look forward to our interviews every single time I get a chance to sit down with you. Well, you be brilliant today, okay? You as well. Bye-bye.